Hey, Screen Thought lovers. It's Hollister, and I have my friend Sabrina Korber here. Say hi to Sabrina. Hi, everyone. Uh, Happy to be here. I know. Well, we went and saw Bombshell last night, and I will tell you, there was a private showing. We went at 10.15 in the Hamptons, and we were the only ones in the movie theater. I, I find that a little disconcerting. Did you find it? It was a little creepy. <laughs> But also we could talk during the movie, and also both of us went into our cell phones during the movie, which you would never normally do. Right. So I'm all in for that kind of thing. But Bombshell, okay, you worked at Fox News. When were you there? 2003 to 2005. Did you see any of this? Not to the extent that it was portrayed in the movie, but it was definitely plausible. It was, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have Charlize Theron, who's playing Megyn Kelly. Okay, I didn't recognize her. I didn't recognize her at all, but she nailed Megyn Kelly's voice and demeanor. And, and her on the head. physicality was mm -hmm. definitely her. Yeah. Now, she's up for a Golden Globe. Did you know that? I didn't. And okay. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. But I again, I come back to degree of difficulty. We saw Judy together. The degree of difficulty for... Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Come on. That was a 10 compared to degree of difficulty for this. I agree. However, I think it's much harder to portray somebody not living and huh. yeah and also to I mean she really did become Megan Kelly she did but I think it's easier to be Megan Kelly than Judy Garland yeah yeah so for me the degree of difficulty between the two is night and day so I don't know how she could win but anyway you know kudos to her for getting up there okay then you have um, Margot Robbie who is Kayla Prosper Prospitzil, but I never even heard of that person yeah. at Fox. But And then Nicole Kidman is Gretchen Carlson. Now, Gretchen Carlson started the whole thing. Now, there is a little drama going on, you know, because the Carlson people are saying it really was portrayed correctly, that Carlson is the one who started the whole ball rolling. But the Megyn Kelly people are saying Megyn really was spearheading through a lot of this, and she brought everybody out. So I don't know mm. who, I don't know what the true story is, but the story is so gripping right it now. Is. It's like, what's wrong with this picture where there's not a pair of pants to be seen on any woman? Everything, in the everything is wrong with this uh, picture. <laughs> well, it's like it's like Weinstein all over again. Mm -hmm. Okay, in yet another male-dominated force where women really could have stood up anywhere along the way together. Like, why don't we do that? I mean, you can't leave the theater and not think that question. What is wrong with us that we keep letting this go on this way? I don't know, you know? Well, I think especially in the work environment and in a work environment like that, women feel like they are on an island. Yeah. Like they pitted, you know, they pitted the women against each other, and so there was no opportunity really? to support one another. Really? How did they pit them against yeah. each other? Yeah, how Roger Ailes... When, when Gretchen Carlson said, oh, he used to say, well, Megan, Megan thinks you're doing this. And so this is oh, how you I get back I didn't even get that her. part. I must have been looking at my phone. When and I'm that there. was the whole ploy and strategy that he had to keep them. But why do we let them do that to us? It's like enough, enough, enough. And the other thing is, I remember when this was going on, but keep in mind, it was right in the middle of the Republican convention when Trump was getting the nomination. I think we were all shell-shocked a bit from that. Nobody even, no matter whether you support him or not, no one thought he was going to get it. And I think it did take a back seat, although he died a year later, you know. I mean, I can't right. imagine this didn't somewhat kill him. But And wasn't it funny how Rudy Giuliani showed up as, <laughs> as his cheerleader as well? Yeah, Rudy I thought it was, and also so well played. And, and by the way, 
I was going to say, if there had been other people in the theater, the minute Giuliani showed up, you know everybody's going to go, oh, you know, here he is again. <laughs> okay, what about John Lithgow really? as Roger Ailes? Oh. I, I didn't even believe it was John Lithgow. Oh. I mean, he was that good. He was that good. But also, that was a difficult role to play. He went from anger to childlike to trying to be seductive, which in my mind was not seductive <laughs> at all, right? So he was really, really, really strong in this role. I don't know, though. The first part, the, the way they introduced the whole thing, I found it choppy at the beginning. I wasn't sure I was going to be happy to be there. Yeah, it was a different style. It was like almost a, it was a documentary, yet mockumentary, borderline mockumentary oh, style. Oh, I love that word. Yeah, yeah. Did you make that word up? No. Oh, who knew? Okay, <laughs> mockumentary. It sort of was, actually. You're mocking the whole thing, but at the same time, there's nothing funny about it. Right. Nothing funny about it. You know, not one thing funny about it. Okay. And they shot it in a way where they were giving you an inside look into this world that so few people actually get to see and experience. And so that kind of draws you into the excitement and the, the tension and everything in a, in a real newsroom. And they, I think they portrayed that extremely well. But, and the other thing is, and I, you know, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I err on the side of liberal. Let's put it that way. Okay, the thing that really stood out to me was I always believed that everybody at Fox News didn't believe what they were saying. I believed that everybody at Fox News was towing the party line because that's how they made their money. It never occurred to me that they actually believe the conditions with which they're setting forth. And the first half of the movie, when they're really setting the stage for what Fox News is, and... I really got the sense that the people working there are believers. Do you mm -hmm. believe that's true? Yeah, I do. You were there. I mean, I think it's half and half, probably. Maybe more so now. More The majority now believe what they're reporting on and in the style they're reporting. But, but they know, do they know their lies? I mean, you know, look, a lot of what's reported on Fox News, and I'm not saying it's not true on CNN or the others, because it is. And even the New York Times now, I'm reading with dread, because a lot of times it's like, wait, that's your headline? You missed mm -hmm. the entire point, you know? But I just, it's not true, mm -hmm. okay? But I really got the sense that when they're speaking those words, that is coming from their heart, you know, that that there's a conservatism that overrides the little details they might leave out Absolutely. or I don't know. It was, so that was a little disconcerting to me because I always believed that they knew, they knew the error of their Well, ways. there was a point when the producer character, the lesbian woman who was closet lesbian at Fox because she, right. And also having an affair with Kayla. And she was coaching her on the terms to use when she's pitching stories on the Bill O'Reilly show. And that is a very true scenario. Okay. They, wait, wait, and I forget the term she was supposed to use. I can't remember either, but, as in how they refer to terrorists, which are not actually terrorists, but mm -hmm. they have a whole playbook of how of right. the terms they use okay, to bring out this conservative. Would it be fair to say that that's true at CNN and MSNBC as well? I don't know. I yeah. don't think so. Not to the same degree. Yeah. You were also at CS CNBC. So you've been CNBC and Fox. Did you notice a difference between the way they approached? News? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Night, night and day. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Well, we just wanted to do a little mini-me podcast here. Thanks, Sabrina. We had a good time. She had popcorn. I had peanut shoes. And everybody should go out and see Bombshell. They should, right? Especially if you're a woman. And also get a little angry while you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really late and we didn't leave till 1230. It was after midnight when the movie was over. So it was hard to be 
angry that late at night when I don't stay up past 9.30, but be a little irritated because you know what? We can change this. By the way, if we band together the way they ended up doing in the end, we can fix this problem. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.